Good morning and welcome back to Daily Gains with Pastor Jared and Pastor Joseph. That's right. We're here for you and we love you. You ready to go, dude? Ready to go. What, what chapter are we going to be in here? Psalms 51. We are getting near and close to that end, brother. Like we're about yeah. to jump off into the other podcast. Um, That's but, right. But I'm excited to look at Psalms 51 and the last one, Psalms 52. Um, uh, and we are really grateful that you guys have stuck through uh, to this point of uh, really what it is, well, amounts to day 89 of uh, Daily Gains 90. There it is. Couldn't have been here without you. Wouldn't have done it if it weren't for you guys. Um, so pull out your ESV and let's get ready to hear from the Lord. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. According to your steadfast mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. So that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgments. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being. And you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. And you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear the joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Let me hear joy and gladness and let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all of my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Then I will teach transgressors your way and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God. O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. For you do not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, will you not despise. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite spirit, O God, you will not despise. 
Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in right sacrifices and burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then will you delight in burnt offerings and whole sacrifices and burnt sacrificial offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. And that concludes Psalm 51. May God bless the reading, hearing, and living out of his word. Amen. Amen, amen. I got a question for you this time. <laughs> um, verse 11, cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Mm-hmm. How, does, how does the Holy Spirit leave him? Like, how does this work? Because we're New Testament believers and yet he's got this prayer here of repentance um, that is also a song. Um, and part of it, we have this here. Can you lose your Holy Spirit? There's <laughs> for David being in the old covenant, uh, David received the anointing, a physical anointing for mm-hmm. kingship. Mm-hmm. It also appears that he received an anointing and the spirit would come upon him, similar to the way the spirit would come upon Saul at different times. Uh, mm-hmm. When Saul prophesied, as Saul was king. And it seems that under the old covenant, the spirit of God is something that would come and would go. And mm-hmm. God gave it to those who were following. And if they disobeyed, he would remove it. And it was an anointing to to hear God, to follow him, to be led as his servant because of a position that the king or a prophet held as as their duty or ministry to the people of God in this theocracy called the nation of Israel. Today, we no longer live under that covenant. We're under the, the new covenant where in Joel it was prophesied that at the time that the new covenant is set in, God's going to write his law on our hearts and his spirit's going to be poured out on all flesh. We live there now. And so I can say affirmatively, because we're in the new covenant, any child of God who has been bought with the blood of Christ has been redeemed, has been written on God's hands, cannot lose the Holy Spirit. Could David? It appears at least yes. And it appears that it, it may, you know, it could just be a poetic way of saying, don't reject me. But based on what we see in Saul's life and in the life of other uh, Old Testament characters, it appears this is not a a theoretical or or poetic idea, but one that was real. Mm. Um, you know, this this psalm is obviously a psalm that instructs us today how to repent, how to take responsibility for our sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and to repent of it, what what jumped out to me though was when he says, "Cleanse me of blood guiltiness." Yeah. That he, here's the context, right? If you if you don't know, Psalm fifty one was a psalm that was written after Nathan the prophet comes to David after David has committed adultery with Bathsheba and murder with Uriah. So when he says, cleanse me of blood guiltiness, it's not a theoretical or throwaway thing. 
he's got blood on, on his hands Correct. for one of his mighty men, Uriah the Hittite, one of the mighty men of David, who had a gorgeous wife, who David lusted after, took to his bed, impregnated, and then to cover it up, brings Uriah home, tries to get him to go sleep with his wife, with, with his own wife, with Uriah, with Bathsheba, gets him drunk, so he will, and then when he realizes that Uriah hasn't gone home and taken conjugal rights with his wife, therefore any pregnancy that happens can't be his son, his Uriah, David puts a hit on him, tells the general of the army, hey, put Uriah in the front of the army, put him as close to the pitch battle as, as possible, and then have everyone else pull back. And that's what, that's what happens. And David's now got this adultery, this bastard child, and murder on his hands. And he says, cleanse me of blood guiltiness. Here's the thing. There is no cleanse me of blood guiltiness in the Mosaic law. There's only one response to blood guiltiness. The murderer must be killed. And in fact, the family of the murdered has the right to kill him without penalty. Because once you've committed murder, God said back in the Noahic covenant, back in Genesis 9, if man sheds men's blood, by men his blood shall be shed. Mm. The only way David can say, cleanse me of blood guiltiness, is if by the Holy Spirit, David is looking forward to a time when sin can actually be removed, not just covered. When the penalty can actually be paid for, not simply put on standby. There's no other way for this. The only way David can pray this, can sing this, can write this, is if Jesus Christ is in fact coming to take onto himself the sins of the world, to receive in his Christ's flesh the penalty for my sin. This jumps us into the grace that's found in the Christ in the cross of Jesus. There's no way to read this and not have the cross in mind. Well, I, I mean, this screams mercy from the very first psalm. Have mercy on me, O God, to wash me thoroughly, to create in me. It, this is clear that he can't do it himself. Um, this is, again, screaming for mercy. If it, if it was something I can do myself, then I wouldn't need mercy. Um, yep. If it was something I could justify in myself, then I wouldn't need mercy. And he recognizes that he's helpless um, and needs this grace to be extended to him. Um, and that is something that, as you stated, points to the cross. Again, offering sacrifices, that's something I do. This is something that I need God to do, and only he can do it. And with that, I'm at a loss. Like, there's nothing else. Right. He points that at the end of the chapter. It, it always seems strange to me that he starts at, at the end of the chapter, after going through all of his own sin, at the end of the chapter, he starts talking about Jerusalem and the temple. I'm like, why? Well, the reason is, he's drawing a picture here. How are you going to have sacrifices going on in a temple in a city where the walls have been destroyed? 
that that doesn't make sense. If you're going to have, if you're going to be following this system to try to be pure, you have to have the entire city in the right order. Otherwise, you're open to attack. You've been desolate. Mm-hmm. You're pretending it's something. You're pretending as if you're a whole when you're not. And he says, in in the end here, he says, "But God, you rebuild the walls of Jerusalem again. I can't do it. What I am responsible for." is contrition and repentance. Mm. And then if you heal me, if you restore me, if you do what only you can do and build me back up, then my responsibility becomes gratitude. That's shown through the offering. And that's shown through my life now being an example to others who can see God forgives and rebuilds and restores and allows us then to respond out of gratitude. That's right. If you're a person who's fallen, if you're a person who has sinned, if you're a person who's in need of mercy and can't do it yourself, which, by the way, is all of us, I can tell you I've got good news because there's a God who will hear the contrite of heart and who will rebuild them and then allow them to start sacrificing again. I cut you off, man. I apologize. No, no, no. We got (laughs) to. We're good. I was just going to say that we've got some good work ahead of us to be people of mercy today to really live according to God's steadfast love um, because he has washed us. He has given us a clean heart. He has filled us with the spirit and we are sealed and secure in the knowledge that our relationship with him um, is complete. Um, yes, we have to live a sacrificial life. Again, extending mercy and grace, the love that we've experienced, but we do that out of the joy that we have. Okay, let me read Psalms 51. And then yes, sir. You can shut us. Well, I'll shut us down. You're going to shut us down. I give you my leave to, to read that. <laughs> Carry on. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and behold me and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, O God of my salvation and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. Do good design in your good pleasures. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in right sacrifices in burnt offerings, and whole burnt offerings. Then bowls will be offered on your altar. 
Go in peace, siblings, and have a blessed, blessed day. We'll see you and talk to you this afternoon.